1: This is Scientific American's 60-Second Science. I'm Christopher Intagliata. Microchips are everywhere. They're in our computers and smartphones, of course, but also TVs, thermostats, fridges, washing machines, cars, and that ever-growing constellation of devices embedded with computer brains and internet connectivity is known as the Internet of Things. Lots of other stuff, though, like a carton of milk, doesn't have a microchip or smart sensor. Not to say that it couldn't.
0: For example, imagine smart labels on food products that could alter their use by date depending on how they've been handled.
1: John Biggs is a distinguished engineer at the semiconductor company ARM. He and a team of researchers have now developed a proof of concept flexible chip that could be used for applications like outfitting a milk jug with computer smarts. And they say this chip is 12 times more complex than previous attempts. They describe it in a recent issue of the journal Nature. They claim the microprocessor is cheap to build, and it consists of thin film transistors on a substrate of flexible, high-performance plastic, rather than rigid silicon.
0: This is just uh, 40,000 transistors implemented in about uh, 60 square millimeters. And, uh, you know, just to compare that to, um, well, for example, the processor that was in the original iPhone back in 2007 is is 14,000 times faster so this is not a very high-performance microprocessor, but it's um, targeted at applications that really don't need that level of performance.
1: His co-author, Catherine Ramsdale, is Senior Vice President of Technology at Pragmatic Semiconductor. She laid out the vision for how flexible chips like this might be used.
0: We're talking here about putting electronics on the stuff that you buy in Walmart or Tesco's every week, which just will help with the as I said, supply chain management, waste management, providing information for real-time use-by dates, healthcare monitoring. It it provides a level of computing that's not available currently because it's not economic to do it. Yeah, uh, extending the internet of things to the internet of everything.
1: Despite that enthusiasm, the two admitted the project was a long way off from commercialization. For one, although the microprocessor is built on a substrate of flexible plastic, it was tested on a flat, not bendy, surface. Manos Tenseris is a professor in flexible electronics at Georgia Tech who was not involved in the work.
0: Whenever you refer to some flexible processor or some flexible device or flexible module, one of the uh, first results you must show is that bending this does not affect significantly the
1: performance. Biggs and Ramsdale said it can be a challenge to conduct tests while chips are bent or flexed, and that they'll be looking into that in future work anshel Sag, who covers the semiconductor industry for more insights and strategy, pointed out another issue. He says the chips are currently too large and their power consumption is too high to make them viable in terms of cost. I think the, the use on a milk jug does make sense, but I think that you also have to account for cost. And um, unless these can be produced at an extremely low cost... There just won't be any viability for it. Still, they all pointed out that silicon chips first reached this level of complexity a long time ago, in the 1970s and 80s, and they had to overcome many similar challenges to get where they are today. And John Biggs of the semiconductor company, he's in it for the long game.
0: What I see is flexible electronics is is sort of trailing um, silicon uh, by about three to four decades And so if we see anything like the rapid growth we've seen in silicon over the last three to four decades, there could be some quite exciting uh, developments in the area of flexible electronics over the next decade
1: or two. So that Internet of Everything may be coming. It just may take a while to get here. Thanks for listening. For Scientific American 60 Second Science, I'm Christopher Intagliata.